Did you smack her head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally did. Is that the second time today? Sorry. You were dropped on your head as a child. I'm so sorry. Just sit there. Be quiet. How are, how are you doing? How's Isa? Oh, should I not say that? How's, could, are we allowed to say her name? Yeah. Okay. I, I was like, I didn't ask you. Is that a boundary? Um, no, that's so fine. My sister's in town. Yay! You should see what my apartment looks like right now. Yeah. Um, Probably like when I'm there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she does this thing and she told me she hadn't done it, but she lied because I just found them. She does this thing where she um, takes her contacts off like right when she's going to bed and just like flicks them. And just like lets them land where they may. She has daily. And oh, I'm so jealous. No, and she. I just found them on my fucking carpet. <laughs> You're she such used a to do sister. it. Oh, that's so cute. She's so annoying. She's so annoying when she does that stuff. And I like. She did it when she stayed with me in New York. And I found them like weeks later because I was vacuuming and I heard like a crunch. Yeah, that checks out. But it is really nice having her here and, you know. Yeah, I do know. Oh, that's so cute. It's fun. It's nice. It's nice, though. Did she go to Pilates with you? She sure didn't, but she had had work. She had work this morning. Yeah. Side note, can I just say before I ask you how your day is? Yeah. Look at me repping so much merch that isn't ours. I know. It's very cute. You look great. Which, like. We love both the things, though. We love. We got some. We're not really strangers. We have that a was a fun hat. night. Um, That's the one you got when we were night. there, right? Yes, and I just I said that in order to just plant the seed in people's brains. Yeah, nice, good job of what's to come. Good job, because one day it's gonna be soon, something like that. <laughs> I won't be wearing other people's merch. I mean, I will be, but maybe something else in there too. Yeah. All right. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I. uh Thank, thank goodness we're also doing that process with people that we actually like really like and are nice and cool and awesome because I can't wait to tell that story. That's going to be a good story to tell. That's mm-hmm. going to be a real good story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're fine. I tried to take her on a walk just before doing this so that this would be mitigated. Clearly that's not working. And then I also just inhaled a BLT because Maddie's post made me need one. And now my stomach hurts because yeah. I... Didn't I waited to eat till that, and then I ate a huge sandwich in like two minutes. So, sister, it's twelve thirty. I know. You know when the can't wait that long. I know. You know when it just gets. I really didn't mean to, and it just got away from me. You know, one of those. Yeah, I kind of Yay. love that though. I'm like my day's halfway over. It feels like that's nice. Noon always feels like I a halfway it. point to me. I don't know why. I'm like once it's noon, I'm like ah, oh, the day's basically over. No, it is a halfway point. Right. Also, if you're watching this, I'm sorry about that. Whatever. The ring light's annoying. Whatever. Deal with it. Um, Look at my hall. I said it to I said it to Isa yesterday. I was like, I love that in the summer it gets light so late. Me too. But at the same time, it makes my days feel so long. So long. And I just like, I need them to be over. And it also feels like, it feels like while the sun is out, I still have to be like working or be productive. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's light till 8 p.m. 9 p.m. is my bedtime. We all know this. So I'm, right. I'm, and it's like, mm-hmm. so now I'm like, by noon, I'm like, the day's over. <laughs> Bro, laying on my couch, laying on my couch and watching TV doesn't hit the same when it's still sunny out. Ex- exactly. Exactly. The other sure thing, Aaron and I were just talking about this because once again, he was recently in Alabama and we were talking about how when you're in Alabama or any place that has seasons, you actually feel the passing of time and you can kind of like reflect like, oh my gosh, last fall, here I was. Here, 
it's just the same thing all the time. It's literally the same weather all the time, which is just hot or nice. The thing that is kind of cool though, like the, the flip side of that coin is it does almost let you be present because you time isn't linear anyway. And like, I feel like mm-hmm. with the seasons, you kind of are like, oh, year after year. And it's like, no, like literally all we have the present, the past and the future is just made up in our mind. So I feel like it does kind of keep you present because it just always feels the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Aaron and I were really talking like about this. this. Like this Did to I? Me. <laughs> yeah. But no, that, for real, I never understood what people said that about California of like, oh, we want see like, trust me, you're going to want seasons. And mm-hmm. I, since I came from New York, I, I think because I grew up in Miami. Right. Where like you're like I didn't really have just seasons rains. there anyway. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really have seasons. I mean, it was raining a lot, which is which we don't, we have don't here. Have yeah, um, which is nice because like you know, sure, good for the earth, etc. But yeah, we didn't really have seasons, but um, it's hitting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why is it always nice out? You know, why do you think I loved San Francisco? I was like, oh, I lo- there's nothing I love more than a than a cloudy day. You know, crisp, cloudy Listen, day. Mm. Not one piece of me misses getting on the subway with like black snow on the ground. Yeah, I can't relate. I've been in snow like three times in my life and that I've heard some horror stories. Uh, yeah. The fact that I didn't eat shit down the subway stairs any winter that I lived in New York is truly, truly beyond Yeah, me. I would have. I would have in a heartbeat. And then I see mothers like with strollers and I'm like, you women are warriors Damn. fit for battle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So should we talk about like feelings? Uh, I guess that's my <laughs> move. We just we just uh we're rewatching Chris Clemens episode and I'm like that's my mood today. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'm in a good mood, but I'm like in a like ugh, I don't want to unpack things mood kind of. Well, we don't have to. That's the thing that I feel like people don't realize about this podcast is we did it to ourselves, but like forces us to talk about our feelings and when we don't want to. And sometimes um, not talking about your feelings is great. But that's, isn't that kind of what we're talking about anyways, is, is boundaries with talking about your feelings and other people. So I'm like, it's kind of, it's yeah. really on the nose for today. It's kind of perfect. Way to, way to bring it back. Yeah. But yeah. And, and you're always so generous with the way that you speak about your feelings and mm. just like holding space for others that I feel like whenever Meadow tells me, like I just can't. I'm like, oh, you're she like, can't. oh god. She- <laughs> I'm like, well, what's going on? She can't. Ah, that's so funny. That's true. But you know what? In in honor of boundaries, I do. I'm getting better at pushing that up. Like me in high school saying that versus me now. Like in high school, I would have already been in burnout for three weeks. Now I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no, I feel myself just getting like tired. Nope, not do- you know you you feel that needle a little bit better when you start yeah. learning. But anyway, okay. So here's here's what I'm unpacking that I'm not going to unpack. Because they're happening, two of the main, you know, situation circumstances are happening to people in my life, but not directly to me. So it's not not exactly not our place to share, but kind of the root of both of them is this. But here's us sharing. (laughs) So here's us sharing. (laughs) So the root of both of them is the. I called Gabby and I said this to her this morning. I was like, it's the the classic. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's like how many. tools and resources and help and support can you give? And then sometimes people are not in a place where they want or can help themselves or want to change or, and I'm, I'm talking about two people's mental health too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but one of these examples is just such a fucking bummer. 
And it's mm. someone that like I anytime the conversation comes up of, oh, people don't change. I've been like, yeah, they fucking do. I've seen it happen. I've seen it go from gnarly to like I've seen it. And I've, I've, you referenced it so much about our friendship. Yeah. And you and, you know, I have a few of those examples, but there's one that's just the most poignant. Mm-hmm. And they didn't change. And that's a lot to fucking wrap your head around, too, sometimes. Really, yeah. really big bummer, to say it lightly. Yeah. 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 I keep thinking of that Tyra Banks meme from the episode of America's Next Time Model. She's like, we were all rooting oh for you. Oh, my God. That's exactly how I fucking feel. And then I was watching the Kardashians the other day, and Kendall was talking about Tristan. And she was like, I fucking any t- – I defended him anytime someone had said anything. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, that feels – you feel like a fool. You feel like a fool because it's it's in this example too. It's someone you know using someone, so you it, you feel foolish. It just is gross. But then it's also like, how do I balance? Because you know my fucking diehard optimism kicks in, and I'm like, okay, so where am I gonna find that like that belief and that hope and that light anyway? Even in the face of like, uh, are we really surprised? No, but it still fucking hurts. It sucks. It sucks when you. It sucks when people give us the glimmer of hope mm. and then they rip it away twice as hard. Mm. Because and the other thing is, is like, if you're just, if you're, if you're just showing your cards from the start, like if you're just truthful, like it's not an after the fact sort of deal. Why are you trying you know to get on the couch? Like? Nothing is up there. Come over here. What? Sorry. She's crying. Do you know what it feels? It's okay. I heard it. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> I'm like, she's, she's just representing our souls. Yeah. <laughs> it feels almost like. You know when I so my sister and I talk about this a lot when it came to the vaccine and people getting vaccinated mm. and she got into a really big fight with somebody in our family because they came to a family event. This was like months ago when like people were first starting to get vaccinated. They came to our family event and basically didn't they just withheld the information that they were unvaccinated and instead of just oh. giving people the option uh-huh. of like uh-huh. Are we going to wear a mask around you? Like, are we all going to get tested? This was like, I mean, COVID's, you know, still a thing, obviously, but like COVID was hot and spicy at this point. Yeah, I'd be pissed. And I'd be pissed. And so my sister basically made the point of, okay, I'm going to put my beliefs aside for a second of what I think is quote unquote right to do and leave you with this. You are essentially taking away our decision making ability. Exactly. That's the and you're taking you're ripping that point. away from us, That's and that reminds point. me of, of this of this situation is like when when you feel fooled by somebody, it is almost that innate anger that that yeah. rises to the surface of like how dare you take away my ability to make a decision because you were fooling me, you were playing a character. It's controlling, like you and mm-hmm. and like like your sister was saying, like do whatever the fuck you want, but you have to give people the entire truth with the capital T to decide about it. This also yeah. reminds me of, we just got asked recently because we've been trying to do cute little AMAs on Instagram on Thursdays. We got mm-hmm. asked what to do when you don't like a friend's partner. And boy, I, I had a lot to say. The wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to summarize? You, you, you have- put it beautifully though. You want to summarize kind of your thoughts about it first? Well, I think you and I have fun perspectives on it because as <laughs> some... <laughs> The way that you know what I'm going to say. 
Um, as someone, aka you, with a partner who everybody likes, mm-hmm. you can give the perspective of like what happens when you don't like the partner. And as someone who has dated people, multiple people <laughs> who people don't like, I know what it feels like on the flip side. So when I was answering that question, I kind of spoke from both perspectives. I think if you're dating somebody that, or you're sorry, your friend is dating someone that you hate, mm-hmm. honestly, unless your friend is in danger mm-hmm. I don't think it's your place it's not and I think that you will fuck up your friendship yep and I think you need to go find another friend so you can talk shit about that person with them and like let it out that way yep trust that the universe and karma will do its thing and pray that your friend gr- like crawls their way out of it because as somebody who had Everybody in her life screaming at her from every which direction to get out of a relationship. I stayed in it for four years Mm -hmm. because I had to continue falling on my face Mm -hmm. to actually get out of it. And like it has to come from you. Like you cannot. And if it doesn't, they're taking away that lesson from you. And guess what? Like we talked in manifestation with the car. They're gonna the universe is gonna keep throwing that same lesson at them till they learn it. So they're just gonna keep getting that over and over. So it's like can you just mm-hmm. let them learn their own lesson? Mm-hmm. Like I- exactly. Like for my per- um, what I was just talking about that relationship. Every time that we broke up throughout those four years, it was really because my family and friends were like yelling so loud at me to yeah. break up with him. Wow. And it was never. It was I always broke up with him because I knew that I had to, not because I wanted to. Yeah. And it wasn't until the last time you wanted, which is to. the time that stuck that it really came from me and that's when it really stuck and we both knew it like it, it just it, it hit different when we damn, broke up damn damn because it came from me because it was that lesson i had to learn it over and over and over again so to the point of the question it's it's just not it's not your place i think if your friend comes to you cuz here's another there's a nuance to it right because we've had friends i'm sure that you've experienced this i've experienced it where we have friends and i've done it and i had to learn the boundary of going to your friends for advice over and over and over and over and over again about a situation. And there's a difference between you needing to vent and you have to make that clear to your friends. Like, I am just here to vent, Mm -hmm. to let it out. Mm -hmm. I don't want your opinion. I don't want Mm -hmm. your advice. Or if you do want their opinion or advice, then you make it clear. And then as the friend, it's then your responsibility to act accordingly. But do not give unsolicited advice on somebody's relationship if they're not asking for it. But then that also leads to the further conversation of creating a boundary when, because I've also seen this happen, right? Is like someone complaining about something over and over and over and over and over again that's so unhealthy that sometimes it gets to the point that you have to be like, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, I've, I, yes. And there's, that's the thing. It's like, it's never your place to tell someone who they cannot date. Everyone's relationship is going to look different from yours. And if you're trying to force the same dynamic of a relationship that you have onto your friend, you need to turn inwards and kind of look at what weird projection that is. Because guess what, babes? Like everyone has something different and don't yuck other people's yums and just let people live and make their own mistakes. Um, But wait, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, what another way in which I've learned this the hard way outside of Gabriella's dating choices. Just kidding. But Truly, I you don't know even if we've know me about too. It. I know. I don't know. You didn't even know me during that one. I know. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I've had a friend that uh, started dating to someone that I'm close, or I was close to this friend. They started dating someone, and they were just coming to me with different things, and I was trying to be helpful but still hold a boundary. And then the the person they were dating 
got so latched onto me or like that dynamic or my help that throughout the breakup was like, please, can we just meet up? I think we need to talk about this. Like the three of us need to. And I was like, the three of the us. The three of Me. us. <laughs> I was no, literally my reaction. And they were mad at me that I would not. And I was like, oh, this is not. Ooh, whoa, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So yeah, people wow. will people will draw you into some shit. If you give, if you give that, people will draw you into some shit. So you really have to just like honor your own boundaries, let people do their thing. Yeah. But like, like you're saying, unless it's of a place of abuse or harm all bets off the fucking window, you get in there and you get them out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But if it's not, sorry, babes. I will just in general though, like the concept of like the bigger, the first concept of like the leading a horse to water if, in terms of someone's mm-hmm. mental health, I want us to get really granular on what we think oh, yeah. is helpful versus a burden when you're watching someone go through that dynamic Ooh. or if you're in that dynamic versus a burden. <sighs> It's so frustrating to watch the people that you love make shitty decisions. Yep. It's really sad <laughs> and it's really difficult. Uh-huh. And it sucks. It's like the concept uh. of when you're, I mean, I'm sure this is one of my biggest fears of having children is like, I'm so scared of kids getting hurt. And I know, I know that they have to fall off the yeah. freaking kitchen island in order to learn not to jump on it. Yeah. But that just like gives me anxiety even thinking about it. So it's it's that same concept and it's so it's so shitty but it's like this is literally the first thing I went to therapy for. Like in unpacking my friendship dynamics and how I would always give more than I receive and whatever whatever, like I had to unpack that other people's burdens. Like I fully took on that entire empath energy. That was my own problem. Like my cortisol levels yeah. are spiked because they're going and I was like that has zero effect on my life. Like truly Mm -hmm. nothing to fucking do with me. And I would take that. That Mm -hmm. was dead ass. The very first thing I learned in therapy. So here's, here's, I got, this is what I've deduced it. I'm I'm chewing. I'm chewing on it. No, but this, you kind of are saying the big picture of what my granular things are like helpful, provide the resources, learn more, follow up, do the check-in, do the support unhelpful. Don't give the fucking advice. It's not about advice. It's about the support, asking what they're looking for mm-hmm. you from you, checking in, like being that friend and having that dynamic, but not taking it on, not giving the advice, not projecting your narrative or dynamic of your relationship or whatever it is, not assuming <sighs> someone has to do the same thing yeah. that you do. You know what I mean? Like those, that's how that looks and feels in a behavior standpoint. Do you know it's so annoying? Huh. And I mean, we definitely do it on the podcast, but that's kind of the point of the podcast because we're sitting here talking about ourselves. But, and I know people do it in an effort to relate, and I'm super guilty of it, but nothing infuriates me more than when I am talking about a situation to somebody and they like immediately relate it to their life. Oh my God. I've watched back episodes of us and been like, ew, I just completely missed the entire point of what you were saying because I was trying to relate and say a story back, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. And I, I know, but that's the point of the podcast. I know. But then sometimes you're like, ew, just listen. (laughs) I think I think that we learned that early on because yeah. I think between you and I, it's fine that we do that. But I think when we have guests on, that's, right. that was a lesson that's, we learned. That's the line about we us. learned. Yes, exactly. The platform is for them. But I think this is the point, and I think the point of the listeners, unless you actually really don't care, I, I think it's the point is to, to relate to us in that way. But I'm saying like in personal lives, right, 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 right. it's really frustrating because you made, you made this point earlier, no two relationships are going to be – the same. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, they might have similarities and you can draw similarities and maybe you can 
lead from a place of maybe greater compassion mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. But it does not mean that you should automatically just be like, well, you know, when this happened to me, and I, na, 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 like, unless the person, okay, for example, I just recently saw a very old friend, like, total blast from the past that I hadn't seen Fun. in so many years. They just got out of a really fucked up relationship. Oof, and they were asking me a lot of questions about oh wow okay my fucked up relationship mm-hmm. basically saying did did they do this to you mm-hmm. did he do that to you did did it, you know mm-hmm. xyz mm-hmm. and i could tell that they wanted kind of validation that what they were going through was more than toxic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you could tell that they wanted my opinion mm-hmm. but other than that that wouldn't have been a space for me to interject my own personal anecdotes because that that is a very that exact that specific situation is so one in which when you're coming out you want to be you're trying to make sense of what just happened to you because a lot of the times when it's it's happening in the moment comforting to relate exactly so that's what that's a good to be like i'm not crazy exactly exactly yeah Yeah. which i definitely did which i i remember when i was going through that relationship i used to call my cousin and i'd be like how often do you fight with your boyfriend right and she would tell me and i was like Uh, (laughs) You're like, it's not every other conversation? Yeah. I was like, it's not every three hours? Oh. What? Exactly. Yeah. You're allowed to hang out with guy friends? Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Sorry. What? Oh, goodness gracious. That lesson we've had to definitely learn the hard way, but it's fine. We've been there. Mm -hmm. I think think also something I wanted to ask you in terms of that process of like, taking on other people's shit or not liking someone's boyfriend or leading someone to like that kind of weird dynamic of like, this doesn't feel healthy. This is like when you know, you're going to have to set a boundary. How are you going through that? Like, what do you feel it in your body? Are you noticing after you leave them? Is it like you have to hang out with someone else in order for you to figure out that this doesn't feel good? Like, how are you realizing that or checking in with yourself about that? And how does that feel or look like? Does that make sense? Do you mean when you're talking to a friend who's going through something? No, more like how to gauge when it's impacting your mental health. Oh. What are those what are those signs for you? Like when are you noticing? How are you figuring it out? What are you doing? I think if it's actually getting like a genuine reaction out of me when I leave, mm-hmm. where my energy has shifted. Because it's one thing to have compassion and be in the moment and be there to support your friend. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when you go home and you're alone and you're still sitting in that like stickiness and it almost feels like it's happening to you, mm-hmm. there's something off there. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously you can have compassion and empathy and like feel sad for them or feel frustrated or angry or even angry for them. But when it's like actually manifesting, I think physically mm-hmm. where I like genuinely feel like it's happening to me, that's, or, or honestly, I get really tired. Yeah. What about me you? Too. Me too. I get tired. I get too. really tired. No, it's the, it's kind of the exact same way. And I was just thinking back to in high school, me learning that lesson. One of the things that really helped me that my therapist taught me was like, Every time you leave a friend's presence, literally in the notes app on your phone, like write down how you feel, like leave, get in the car to drive home and write down how that made you feel. And so that was something because I I used to not know what that was and I didn't know what to look for or feel that way because I was so used to it, you know? So I started to write down how I would feel when leaving other people's presence and like keep notes of it. And it, it would, it would just help me keep track of that and kind of like learn the difference for myself. That's really helpful. Isn't that a fun one? Yeah. Uh huh. Keep the note on your phone. That's very, very helpful. And not even a, not, don't be like 
judgmental, just like you and your feelings and like how, Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing the second you leave someone's presence, like write it down. And by the way, don't feel bad if you don't feel bad. Exactly. Like, don't feel like a bad friend. Wait, don't feel bad if you don't feel good. Oh, wait, or don't feel shitty. Yeah, yeah, No. Yeah, Yeah, if you don't feel bad. You don't feel shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing, too, is like, fuck, am I not empathetic enough? No, because sometimes it's just, sometimes maybe I'm speaking for Not my circus, not my clowns. Not my circus, not my clowns. Like, it's. It's not so circus, that thing, and I've had to learn. Or not that my at monkeys. Work. What is it? Not monkey. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. I don't know. One what of them. Uh, One of them. That's such an example to kind of just switch and talk about it from a different dynamic that I've seen myself do in work too. Like I think about being in your early twenties mm. and your boss saying something to you and just being like, "Oh my god, the world's gonna end," and they're so mad and blah blah blah. blah. And now I'm at this place where I'm like, "Oh, I'm literally just helping you execute something or like answer a question." Like there's not. It ain't that big, babe. It's real nice to let go of that dynamic. Yeah. You know what I you know what I kind of want to talk about and I want your opinion on because I feel like a lot of the questions that we get sort of – we've been getting a lot of questions about friendship breakups and boundaries and all yeah. that stuff. And I would love to, to get your thoughts on setting boundaries with friends when you're not setting them from the beginning. Oh, so all of a sudden, oh, yes, 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 shifting yes. your boundaries. Uh huh. So, so like after example, my therapist right. told me all this stuff, and then when I had to go out and do it, and how I lost all my friends. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did that teach you? That's it's in, it's interesting. Of like when we are so accustomed to being existing a certain way, whether it's in, I mean, this hasn't happened tons with me in like a relation, in like a romantic relationship. Because I think that I set certain boundaries. I don't know. I feel like I just navigate it differently. Yeah. But I definitely have felt this in terms of family and friends. Oh, yeah. Where one sort of ex- like relationship existed and then all of a sudden it shifted to something else. Yeah. I have such, such a good story about this. Go ahead. Okay. So, so, so Kim, my therapist teaches me all these things. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, well, what am I, what every single friendship I have has this 80, 20 dynamic. Like, what am I supposed to, I start implementing them now. She mm-hmm. goes, yeah. And you're going to get a shit ton of backlash because you have taught these people how to treat you. And you have told them for years that this is how they can treat you. So now when you start saying like, no, 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 actually, I'm not going to be treated this way in the middle of it. People are going to be like, wait, this isn't how it's been. And they're going to act like you're the one doing something wrong. And but she told me what to look for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I really felt it when I'm in the hospital holding my dad's hand, who's in a fucking coma. And I'm 17 years old, summer before my senior year. My high school bestie calls me. I'm literally holding my dad's hand in a coma, picking up the phone and just screaming about how their camp boyfriend cheated on them and how I'm being such a bad friend because I'm not there for them right now. And they're really going through it and blah, blah. And I was just, and this is someone that I had listened to like all the trials and tribulations of that really, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting there and I just listened to the whole thing. And I was like, oh, so this is how it happens. And then they were done. And I just went, fuck you. Don't ever speak to me again. And I hung up. I never talked to him again. And it was so funny because I was visiting New York and they were living out there for a little bit years later, like in college. And they DM'd me and was like, oh, I see you're here. Like we should totally meet up. And I was like, do you not remember what you did to me? Because I'll never forget it. You're like, because I dream about it. Literally, absolutely fucking not. It's Fuck just you. people's 
self-awareness and grip on reality is so low. It's truly unbelievable. But I did. And and the thing, the reason why I I wasn't mad or anything, I I was so easy to be like, fuck you, bye. And just not really think about it and never worry about it again. Mm -hmm. Because it was so clear that like I had taught her to treat me like that. Right. Okay. So what happens? That's a very extreme case. What happens? Let's talk about, which by the way, like here's a lesson that we need to learn. And I think that they leave this lesson exclusively for adults, but I don't think that's necessarily (laughs) fair. Okay. As many of the things that we talk about on here. We have many seasons throughout our lives Mm -hmm. and it is very normal for friends to come and go throughout those seasons. And it's also very normal for dynamics to shift Mm -hmm. and it can feel sad. It can feel strange. It can feel like you're being a bad friend. But it ultimately is probably what's best for the two of you in that season. Mm-hmm. And you guys may come back together. And I'm not saying that there has to be like a full friendship breakup all the time. Sure. But dynamics, no, just dynamics shift. And I uh-huh. think that it's difficult when you're still in school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're around them all the time. Oh, it's so hard. It's the hardest thing in the world when you're still in school. It's just – it's mm-hmm. difficult. You don't have the same access that we have now where we're like adults and can literally physically move to different states. We can meet people on the internet and it's like not weird – you know, it's or you just grow up and realize that everyone was thinking the same thing. Like I think about how much I tortured myself thinking I didn't fit in. And then I like think back on it now and I'm like, everyone else was thinking the same thing about themselves. Like no one mm-hmm. cared. Like no one's thinking about me that much. Grow up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, we should talk about like in another episode, but that that's that ties to the concept of this whole like main character energy where we really just oh. think that we're the only ones that exist in this planet. Yeah. We you and I are not not fans. And the thing is, I get the concept of main character energy. Right. And, and, and. But it's just the internet has taken it too far. In the version that we're <laughs> talking about, right? Like actually having boundaries and not taking on other people's things and like owning your self-worth. Like, yes, all those we ride for. But then you just, the yeah, the internet takes it too far and it's very. um Like your friend. Get that out of your you. ego, babe. Exactly. Exactly. And I think. She really was the only one in her own movie. Exactly. And yeah. why it's so fun to just be so like flip it, flippant, flippant. You love that word. I use it a lot, don't I? Did I even say yeah. it right though? Flippant and dismissive Flippin'. about it is because like you and I are so, and our friend group is so good now at being like the joke about how I'm bad at boundaries. And now every time I, I hold one, you'll be like, oh my God, great boundary. Good job. You like, like we're learning. Like, why can't we just, it's so much yeah. fun to have a group of friends with that dynamic of like, here's what I'm actively working on. You please, I'm asking permission for accountability buddies. So you're not like getting mad at me if I don't, but it's like when I do it, mm-hmm. it's like, yay. Or if you didn't, we're you're like, like how'd that feel? You. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, oh, it's just so refreshing. It's so nice. Yeah. It's really new. I was sitting at dinner mm-hmm. yesterday with my sister and Maddie and Maddie said something that I just like, I looked at her and I was like, oh, I love you. She was, we were, t- we were talking about somebody else who, um, just like doesn't have great people around them. and. And she was like, your friend's purpose in your life is to lift you up yes, and shine a light on you that allows you to shine even brighter. Yes, it really is. And not dim you, not make you feel small, not make you feel weird in who you are, Mm -hmm. and just sort of like allow you to live very authentically. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it's so true. And I'm like, how fucking lucky are we that we have that? And it's like, I, I just... 
my mom said it too after she visited me. She was like telling my stepdad, she's like, Gabby just like doesn't have drama. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we all, you know, we got, I have boy drama. We all sure. have, you know, whatever. We all have our moods. There's always something to talk shit about. Obviously. But genuinely, and, and, and by the way, people, I got to this place by having boundaries with friends and also friends putting boundaries with me. And I've had dynamics shift within friendships that really hurt. Mm-hmm. And we've both hurt each other and, you know, we've both whatever. But then I've also had dynamic shifts where nobody did anything. Yeah. And just we just happened. both understood that we were growing mm-hmm. and we love and adore each other and check in on each other and have those friendships. But it's like no one's stuck, no, right? No one. And, every, and the thing is, it's usually not about you. So like it's it's – it's like let it go. Don't yeah. stop taking everything so fucking personally. And I will say, like I, you know? I, 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 oh my god, I know and I feel it so much as you're saying it because I've so been there. And I will say, my my one high school example obviously is very extreme, and it may look like it's easier to say that now that I have friends like you and Maddie, mm-hmm. but I just my devil's advocate is like, oh, you're newer friends, so I did go into friendships with you and Maddie with different boundaries than I've had in the past, which has allowed us to be so healthy and beautiful. Yes. But then my other two best friends that are part of our little girl gang, Sarah and Riley, are two of the people that have known me the longest. And so it really mm-hmm. does show like you you can grow together with people and learn how to set boundaries together and how to respect that. You can yeah. find new friends and go in with different level boundaries like you really can kind of play well, like, like every relationship's different. Yes, you really get to play with exactly. That. Yeah. And you and I are lucky that like we both have friends from our childhood that we're so close with still. And I feel so, so lucky that the girls that I grew up with, I know and love and like we are in each other's lives. And it's like one of those things where we know we're going to be in each other's lives forever. And I feel like we always knew that growing up. And I feel so blessed, but like that it's the reason that we're healthy and the reason that we are still able to be friends is that on both ends, both people have decided that we need to release kind of like who we were when we were kids and understand that we've grown. Yeah. Like my one of my best friends in the whole world did it, wrote me like the love her. Nice. I mean, she always never met me her, but love her. <laughs> she's the fucking best. But she wrote me I've known her we've known each other since we were 3. Uh-huh. She wrote she always writes the nicest birthday cards. And she wrote me a birthday card last year that I have on my fridge and I like literally shed a tear every time I'm getting water and like look reading yeah. this card. And she said something in the card about how I've essentially grown into the manifestation of everything that I ever wanted to be as a little girl. Oh. And how she knows that like the little version of me is so happy would be and so proud. proud. And it like makes me emotional just like thinking about that. But I it's love like the idea of friends that literally are able to watch past versions of you and like be so close with a past yeah. version of you that's so stoked on the current version of you. Like that is right. I feel that way about other friendships I have. And it is like so much fun. It's such a fucking pleasure and gift to have relationships with people like that. Uh yeah. And it's so cool from when you've known each other. Like every every one of my high school girlfriends, like it is – I'm so proud of every single one of those girls and like the, the people that they are right now. Yeah. And like we can look back on our memories and be like, oh my God, like yeah, we had so much fun and this, this, and this. But like they're just dope fucking people doing dope fucking things. And it's so cool to watch them grow. And the only way people do that is by letting them make their own fucking mistakes. Mm-hmm. This is a really big tangent. Oh, do it. Can I tell it really quick, though? What is the show made of? 
I know. <laughs> so when I said that, I had a blast from the past recently. Mm-hmm. And if she's listening to this, I say this with genuine love. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this person, I haven't seen them in years and years and years. And we've always like followed each other, but we just like, we were, we just stopped being friends. We had dinner. They were in LA. We had dinner with our other mutual friend who they've stayed in touch. And I've known these girls since we were in elementary school. I called my other friend that we went to elementary school with after to talk to her about it. And I was just like, it was so bizarre because first of all, like we kept being like, wow, baby us would be freaking out right now. Like yeah, this is, yeah. this is yeah. so weird. Like that we're mm-hmm. all sitting at this table and we are 26 years old. Mm. And that was bizarre, but then it was also so bizarre because she she came into elementary school, like I think like in like the third grade or something, and she was like head bitch in charge. She was Oof. so hot, like so pretty. I mean, she still is, obviously, but like she was just this like beautiful, hot, like yeah. young, fresh thing, right? Yeah. That like yeah, of course. We all just have immediately kind of uh uh-huh. immediately was like leading Ruled the school the friend group. Uh-huh. Yes. Immediately. And I just remember feeling so intimidated by her because of that. And of course, I felt like I always needed to like impress her. She's the cool girl. Yes, obviously that's our role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we were in the same friend group, uh-huh. but it was just like it was definitely like oh my god, like she, you know, whatever. Yes, it was so weird to me driving home to be like, I was so intimidated by this person, and now to see like the growth that we've both had, and to be able to sit down as adults and like. None of that exists anymore. Or to hear stories really... about how she actually felt at that time. Right. Or even like, yeah, this was the person that was asking me about like their relationship. Mm. Like even having that person ask me for advice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was a weird feeling. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, just uh-huh. just nothing stays the same. Nothing stays the same. And it's it's so hard because like we said, like time doesn't exist. So when you're in it, it feels like, how is it ever going to end? Like this, it is, you know, this is my present, Mm -hmm. but man, Mm -hmm. man, nothing stayed. The only constant is change baby. And thank God for that because we would get real bored. And listen, if my Taurus is saying, thank God for the change, then you know I I need it because I hate change. Exactly. But I'm getting more comfy cozy with it. Gosh. So you and Aaron, it's just so funny to me sometimes. I like, well, he'll say something or you'll say something and I'll just take a look back and I'll be like, dude, my fucking real husband and my work husband are the exact fucking same sometimes. Like the two of you are so the same, like about specific things. And then so the same to me in a specific way. It's just, oh, nothing makes me happier. We were laughing so hard driving yesterday, going to go get pho. (laughs) We were talking about how we were at dinner on Friday night, and I like turned to look some and say something to him, and how you just went and poked your head out, and you're like, "Hi, parents, please include me." Hello, I'm talking to. Aaron laughed, so he was like, her fucking head just went bing. I said, "Don't I look like Mahal?" I'm I'm Mahal. When Mahal is at home, I turn into Mahal. We were laughing, so we were like, it was so true. That night was honestly so much fun. That was a great that night. Was so sweet. Yeah. Sarah, we love celebrating you. That was really fun, Sarah. Take us back. <sighs> wow, I feel like this was a great conversation. I know, I do too. Did we, <laughs> did we have anything? Did we have any other poignant things today? I feel like you had a very beautiful Ooh. example of like boundaries and switching the vocab on that. Did you? Do you feel like we kind of oh. landed on that or do you want to expand? I feel like that could be saved for a whole other convo. Okay. 
Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, keep them on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay, cute. You know what I mean? Look at us. I feel like we've done well. I know. I feel like we've done well. Why, why, why ruin a good thing? Good job, team. Great productive day at the TMV office. Like, like we have an office. Someone sign us <laughs> to a network because we, we every, need the end of every episode help. is us pleading, <laughs> begging. <laughs> like we listen. You don't need to do our research. You don't need to ask our questions. I just, I just really need a sound engineer to tell me how loud I'm being and tell Meadow how loud she's being. I need someone to buy me new equipment. Do you guys know how expensive <laughs> these microphones are? Yeah, it's dumb. And the fact that they don't sound great because we are <laughs> yelling. And it's our fault. Is infuriating. <laughs> we plan on doing nothing about it but asking for more equipment. <sighs> Sign us. We're so fun to work with. First of all, that's not that's actually not a lie because Kay, our sound editor no, or great. everything editor, literally texted us today about like, God, we just love our dynamic. We have a like, very honest, supportive thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at the like watch the watch the I, lines right now. Like, yeah. look how high they get when you just said I. Yours are, I yeah, yours is bigger. Are we having our first on-air fight? <laughs> no, we've already had one. <laughs> We should just end. We should have ended this three minutes All right. ago. Well, we're Ciao. Ahead. For now. <laughs> Tune in next week when we continue to learn how to use equipment. Oh. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Baby podcast every Monday. 